Hello, you're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Mo and Mo, a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play games badly and then talk shit about them. And uh, I think we're the only people that are going to get that joke, so that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's, I feel like that is most of the jokes. Like... <laughs> One little thing that we start doing just before we hit the record button, and it's just going to seep in, I know. Yeah, Mo money. My problem. <laughs> um, so we are back. We are here. We're just going to do a bit of a sort of a you know, what have we been doing type episode. A couple of thoughts on a couple of things and you know, leave it at that for the moment. So I, I cannot guarantee thoughts. Um, <laughs> Opinions? Just, yeah. Opinions you can guarantee. I, absolutely. But I, I feel like it would be against the branding for us to have thoughts <laughs> i suppose so marketing our marketing department would have a fit <laughs> i am wearing the jumper after all um anyway let let's just dive right in just do a bit of a, a catch up and uh you know we'll save the important stuff for other episodes yeah yeah no it seems fair uh so it's been a bit of time since we've talked TV, movies. What have you yes. been watching? What have I been watching? All right, let's go reverse chronological just because that's the way my brain works right now. Um, so right now, current, the most up-to-date thing is Gen V. Mm-hmm. So this right. is the boys sort of universe, the the university-style drama thing. What, it's almost episodes? like... What is it, like Dawson's Creek, boys? Yeah. Four That's... episodes in. So fourth one got released, what, yesterday? Today. Yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I watched it yeah. tonight. So mm-hmm. that, that's where we're up to. It, and look, it is – Dawson's Creek, the boys, is actually a very apt description. I really appreciate <laughs> that. I mean, I feel like you can almost mix Scooby-Doo in there as well. But, yeah. I'm three episodes in. I haven't watched the most recent one. And for, I mean, effectively, what are they? Like, just, like, late teens, you know, first yeah, year at uni sort of thing. Yeah. I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. I was very wary of, of what it was going to be, but it has the same tone it has the same kind of casual gratuitousness it's just yeah i think kate was just sitting next to me watching something completely unrelated or doing something else and she looked up a couple of times for the first episode or two went there's a lot of penis in this isn't there (laughs) are we talking the oh i've forgotten her name little yeah cricket cricket yes 
Yes, that scene. That, that was one. the first one that came and, to and, mind. And then uh, when Golden Boy really gets his, his flame uh-huh. on. Yes, yes. So it's just come out, so, so let's not spoil anything, but it's it's the boys without having to wait for the boys season four or whatever the next one is. And yes. yeah, no, I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm not too sure about the the main character. Not sure if I like her yet or not. Little cricket no. though. Really she's like glorious. Her. She's yeah. she's a champion and she gets better. FYI, if you haven't seen the latest episode. Okay. Um I'm I'm digging her. Um actually all of the main characters kind of start like they're doing some good development. Okay. Yeah, the main actually the main main chick um what's her face is still a little bit like she's confused. Mm. Um, probably rightly so. Yes. But it 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 does. It gives you the same tone. It gives the same casual gratuitousness. Um it is just yeah, they just lean into the theme and just put a whole new setting around it and I kind of dig it. Yeah. If you've um, watched The Boys and you've enjoyed The Boys, I think you'll dig this because, yeah, like we say, it's got the same penises and there's, blood. There's enough connection to the, the main storyline. Like they just reference it enough to keep you focused on it and know what's going on. Like even the fact they're at a university, and I don't think this spoils anything, they're at a university with the main like subject lines being crime fighting and like publicity or you know yeah that's pretty true and pretty much the only two subjects really the two, yeah you can go into acting or you can go into crime fighting they're your options if you've I, got a power that's what you must do yeah, yeah. one of those two <laughs> uh, no i dig it it's yeah so it's been fun i've enjoyed it it's given me enough giggles it, it gives you enough of the kind of shock humor that you like yep happy days so we'll keep kicking on that one the one that one over because Loki started this week as well. Yep. But I think I'm going to hold out for a couple of episodes to start with. I think. Yeah, I'm not sure on Loki. I wasn't wasn't overly keen on the way the last one finished, and um, and we'll I mean we'll get into this a little bit further down the track. But I'm really not keen on watching a season of a TV show that doesn't pay off at the end. It's more setting something else up. Yeah, the the flip side to that, and this is probably very clever marketing on their behalf, is that I don't want to miss something important for the overall MCU because I miss the series. Like the introduction but, of Kang was pretty huge. Yeah, but is the MCU worth everything now? Who who knows now, right? Like I uh, you know, you look at the the plans for the next phase or two and you're just like I've given up. I'm I'm bored. That's there's a long way off. I think I'm just concerned where it keeps getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Like again, I just want to get back to one movie, one storyline, one hero, one reality, one universe. Um and I don't think there's going to be many where that happens. No. I think, like, the only only one that I know of that I am at all looking forward to is Deadpool 3, and it's, it's kind of not even MCU. Well, again, we'll see, right? Yeah. Uh, so. For the so, moment. <laughs> right now, right now it feels like a standalone, and that's glorious. Um, I still have 
the latest Guardians on the list of to be watched. I haven't got around to it. But. I I have, and I don't know. I I don't remember an awful lot of it, which doesn't really tell me that it was that memorable. That's, no, that's you know they they threatened killing off people and like there was all this talk before it came out of who was going to die and all the rest of it. I mean, it's there. It's on Disney Plus. Watch it if you've got a couple yeah. of hours. But I'll oh, like, absolutely. I will. Yeah, I got little to nothing out of it. I mean, I think I probably got more out of Guardians 3 than I got out of Ant-Man 3. Yeah, Quantumania was an interesting, mm. interesting little foray. Again, good, good concept, but it's just such a big thing to sell. Like this yeah. concept of a whole other quantum realm thing. Like it gets in the same way that I really enjoyed Aquaman for the visuals, but storyline, ooh, the acting, oh, the the overall arc. Eh, I will say, interesting. You know, Guardians three. The best thing for me was uh, Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. So I can't look at that kid without thinking of him in that really, like where the Millers or whatever the really bad one was where the guy's hooking, you know, they're traveling, transporting drugs across the border, but posing as a family and he's just chosen these random people that he knows. You know, you can be the wife, you know, the stripper's the wife, which is, uh, one of the friends' chicks, and he plays the nerdy son, son in inverted commas, and that's what I see when I look at him. But he was, yeah, he had some moments. He had, a, there were some funny moments with him. I do remember that now. But and as an overall film, yeah. So overall films with very low expectations that I've watched recently. <laughs> Flash. Here we go. I went in with nothing expected of this. Like this was going to be because like DC DC movies have been notoriously terrible. Mm-hmm. Justice yes. League, doubly so. Forgetting Snyder cuts and, and all that kind of jazz, right? And it like the Justice League stuff hasn't been hasn't been ideal. There's been moments, but overall not great. Um, and then my complaint we just heard about this concept of multiverse and all this kind of stuff, and know that we're doing a Flashpoint style storyline. I just went, oh, this is literally a perfect storm for a terrible movie. You started giving me shit when I bought it and posted a picture in the Discord. I mean, you bought it on on technology that was redundant five years ago. So yes, I maintain that. But it like it had a flashy little yeah, pun intended. Uh, you know, steel book. I haven't bought a Blu-ray in God knows how long, and I wanted to see this film. I did not hope for much. No. But I wanted to see this film. I, I think I spent six dollars <laughs> on on the stream. I rented, yeah, because I, I I didn't trust myself to own it. Like I'm like this this isn't worth an ownership. Spend. I'd been I'd been looking at it for for a little while on what was it on Prime? Did you rent it through or something? But yeah, and before it came out in the shops, it was like twenty 
20 bucks to rent? Yeah. It was something stupid, and I wasn't going to do that. But I bought it, and I watched it. And I loved it. I thought it was really good. <laughs> it was fun. I, I I was amazed, given the expectation that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just pitched at such a good tone as well. I feel like it was the right balance of tongue-in-cheeky humour kind of stuff. It was kind of the superhero that hasn't quite worked himself out yet kind mm-hmm. of coming-of-age type story. But then, you, you know, you put Michael Keaton. Anyway, yes. I mean, Michael Keaton was the reason I bought it. I wanted to see him as Batman again, no matter the cost. He and- just... God, yes. he nailed it again. It, and I think it worked because he just played it as if he hadn't finished filming the last movie and it just it worked because of the tone of the movie. I think if you had to put it in a serious kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is DC Today kind of movie, not a chance. But in that environment where it's like, no, we're in different reality this is Batman, and you're like, but it is because I've seen him, and that's exactly what Batman's like, and <laughs> this is exactly what the Batcave looks like, and, and yes, the plane works like that, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I, it's yeah. cool. You're exactly right. I don't think it would have worked in a Snyder film at all. But, you know, playing off Ezra and Ezra, and like all the characters, and look, you know. Ezra was the- good. Ezra was good. Um, I don't think, you know, their behaviour has not been spot on recently and I don't think they've done themselves any favours. But if this is the last hurrah, I thought it was a good one to go add on. Um, And, yeah, like, you know, sure, some of the CGI isn't great. But, like, the story was enough that I didn't care. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, the, the, the walking backwards hamster ball of silliness, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there was some stuff in there, you're like, eh. Like, the bit at the end where they did all of the, and I know it was a piss take, right, where they did all the realities colliding mm-hmm. bit at the end. Ridiculous. But, again, it wasn't particularly well you know, designed no, visually. No, it wasn't. But some of those realities were just amazing to see. In particular, the giant spider. Because we've, over the years, heard so much about this giant spider scene and to actually have it on screen is pretty cool. Yeah. I wouldn't have ever pitched it as an idea. No, uh, neither would I have as alternate Supermans, but anyway. No, no, exactly. But seeing it on screen was like everything about Flash I just enjoyed um, right up and including the very last minute when, you know, such and such gets out of the car. Yes. It was just, uh, yeah, and I just I... had a ball watching it. I was waiting for a, a bit of a 
you know, M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end. Mm-hmm. That is not the twist I expected. It was great. No, was I don't great. think anybody would have expected oh, that. You, you, and I, I'm actually surprised they managed to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are. It was, yeah, no, it did. It did lots of things right. And I expected none of them. It was it was serendipitous, if nothing else. Yeah, totally agree on that one. I, yeah, it was one of those ones that even walking up to the bloody counter at JB, I was second guessing myself and running right, back and changed my mind a few couple of times. And I was like, you know what? If it's bad, it's bad. I mean, you know, probably the last Blu-ray I bought would have been the Zack Snyder cut yep. of Justice League. So, you know, it's not something I do very often and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it because I want to see it. And God, I was happy I did. No, anyway. I almost ate those words and then I realized you <laughs> still purchased Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Before Flash, what have I been watching? Oh, I got bored a while ago and the wife was out, so I got to choose what I got to watch for a change. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I am scrolling through ridiculous things and the live action series of One Piece. Mm-hmm. I'd seen a number of trailers and it, it started infecting my feed. And I'm like, you know what? I'm curious. And I have, started that. Have you watched the cartoon One Piece? No. No. Okay. I, had, I had no reference for mm-hmm. this at all. So I had no idea what I was walking into. Um, so, I mean, equally, I have no idea if it was true to the the, the source material at all. And I don't care. Uh, it's it's silly, but it's fun. It's, it is clearly based off an anime style. Like that, and they've, they've done that intentionally. You can see that they've pitched it, but it's, it's, the casting is good. The the acting is appropriately anime-ish, but tongue-in-cheek fun. Um, and it's just like, it's silly and it's a little bit dark, but also it's it's one of those places that's it's actually kind of, the main characters are inherently just lovely people. And you finish an episode going, oh, that's nice. He wants to be the king of the pirates, but also he's the nicest guy in the world and he just wants people to, to you know, live out their dreams and that's okay. You can still do that and be a pirate because pirate isn't about being all bad. It's it's great. It's one of those kind of this was fun and there was some action and there was some stupid kind of you know, magic-y type ability type things or superpowers and there was some ridiculous costuming and it was lovely at the end and I had a giggle and, yeah, it was, was worth it. So have you finished the, the live-action one? Finished the live-action one, yes. Okay. Does that tempt you to go and watch the 1,086 episodes of the cartoon? My concern <laughs> is that they're going to tell me the same story again, only different for the first however long, but also if I just skipped the first bit, it – would not necessarily follow on and then it would mm-hmm. ruin the next series of the live action one, which has been approved. So I feel like I just cut ties at this point in time until they release a new live action. All right. I think one. that's fair. And like uh, 
if it was, if it was the series that you, you know, came home and watched, uh, you know, of uh, an afternoon or something after school, sure, sign me up. You, you'd do that every day and it wouldn't matter um, if it was kind of like every cartoon I ever watched as a kid. The overall story arc didn't matter. It was just enjoy the episode with the characters and enjoy the next gotcha. episode with the yeah. characters. Whereas this kind of had an arc, it had a thing, it had character development, and I kind of just want to continue that. So no, that's fair. I'm just astounded that there's 1,086 episodes for the couple. I didn't know that, and my heart skipped a little bit when I realized that was the case. <laughs> Particularly that when I make a lot of dedication, surely. I, some of these animation studios just pump things out, right? Um, but also when you go back and you realise that the reference I just made to like the cartoons I watched as a kid, um, there actually wasn't a lot of episodes of a lot of them and I didn't realise that until I looked it up. You know, yes. like, what do you mean there's only, there's only 40 episodes? How many times did I watch each individual episode? Probably 1,086. Potentially. <laughs> and I was okay with that. But no, that was, that was surprisingly fun. Um, I, I'm not sure who the target audience was, but for, for again, just lighthearted, kind of fun, kind of, you know, not too serious. And I just want to, you know, feel good at the end of it. No, it worked. Excellent. Excellent. No, I've seen, I've seen the ads. I, I'm, I'm not an anime person, uh, which is, you know, interesting considering where I work, but yeah, I haven't been tempted by the live action, I must say. <laughs> and again, it was kind of curious and it just kept happening. <laughs> like other things in life, right? It's like, yeah, the first time you tried just a sneaky finger. And anyway, um, sometimes it works and you just keep going with it. Sometimes that finger becomes a fist. Sometimes that's not big enough. You need to start. You know, fortunately, Sexy Land Geelong has two-hour delivery, FYI. <laughs> two-hour. Yeah. Order online at your door just for those emergency situations. <laughs> uh, what's, the, uh, what's the film? Was it Evolution with David Duchovny? <sighs> There's no time for lubricant. There's always time for lubricant. <laughs> two hours. Anyway. Yeah. What else have you seen? Anything else? I can't think of anything else right this second. So start saying things and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll watch that too. All right. Uh, did we finish talking about Twisted Metal? I don't know, but I really hope we did. I did finish it. It was glorious. It was everything I ever needed in my life. Yeah. If you, A recommendation from the podcast, Twisted Metal is amazing. That was my sit down, have a laugh, feel good at the end. Yes. Yeah, no, it was it, more than I ever hoped no. it would be. Yeah, that that's the the kind of you know lovely laugh you have, mildly cynically. Whereas mm-hmm. One Piece gave you though kind of you know kitty feel good moral of the story, look both ways before crossing the street kind of vibes. Cool. Uh, I'll go through a couple of movies that I, I have watched. I've only got a couple more, but uh, I did watch. I forced the kids to watch Labyrinth. <gasps> and pages. Yeah. Yep. interested. Yep. It worked very well. They, they loved it. So that's another tick. Like I'm doing well with the kids because we recently finished the nine 
Star Wars films. And they keep on, you know, asking for more. So, I mean, I think between the first two that we watched, which was New Hope and, and Empire, there was probably a good couple of months break between the two. Uh, between episodes eight and nine, uh, it, there was a week because the kids were asking to see the next one. So uh, Labyrinth as well, you know, we've been watching some good stuff with them. Now I've just got to work out what next. Um, so I, is the uh, Dark Crystal Age appropriate yet? Yeah, I don't think so. No. Um, but my, my idea, which got shot down by the wife, but I wanted to sit through 89 Batman with them. But, yeah, I think some scenes in there are a little bit too old. Just I, I'm having a very similar moral dilemma with Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I really want to, but I'm not sure if it's going to backfire. Yeah. Yeah, that could be an interesting one. But Labyrinth definitely worked. Ludo no, was I'm a hit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, the, the kids had a laugh at that. I also watched, there was an Adam Driver film called, I think it's just called 65 or 65 Million Years or something. It's 65's in the title somewhere. It's basically sci-fi. He's flying a ship, ship crashes on a planet and there's dinosaurs. Okay, as, as you do. Yeah, guns versus dinosaurs. Uh, again, I cannot even remember if he makes it off. <laughs> so quality, so, quality viewing. So yeah. you, lost me, you lost me when it was guns versus dinosaurs. If it was like dinosaurs guns on with... riders. Yeah. <laughs> if we start talking dino riders, sign me the hell up. <laughs> We're going back to those old cartoons that we used to watch as kids. Yes. <sighs> uh, and the other one that I watched the other day was one which I I'm not a hundred percent sure why I watched it. Uh, it's called Fall, and it's on Prime, I believe. And it basically, starts off and there's three friends. Two of them are married, and they are rock climbing a very steep rock, right? Mm-hmm. And the husband falls and dies. And so cut to a year later and the the old best friend comes back and tries to convince the, the gr- still grieving wife that she needs to confront her fear and climbs something. So they're climbing this 2,000-foot TV tower in the States. Okay. Now, I'm scared of heights. Yeah, no, so, I'm not okay. <laughs> so, into this at all. I'm, I, I've already stopped watching, by the way. Um, that's fine that's fine but yeah they get to they get to the top pretty quickly and then something happens and the ladder that they were climbing to get there does not exist anymore and so there's them stuck at the top of this 2000 foot thing yeah it's probably swaying in the wind a little bit and all the rest of it uh, it was it was an interesting film because I watched it and as I'm watching it, trying not you know think not, about it, don't look down. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But I'm watching it and there's bits of it I'm going, yeah, I don't know if I really believe that or that seems a bit far fetched or I'm not, I don't see that happening. And then the majority of those things were part of the twist. 
and I did not pick the twist. And that's you know, not not to toot my own horn or anything, but a lot of twists I can see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dead people, for example. <laughs> I see dead people. That was given away in the first five minutes for me. Uh, but this one I didn't see coming, and that was interesting. There were still bits in it that I didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, you know, the actors were good. They apparently filmed the whole thing, not on green screens, but like actually climbing stuff. But you know, they would build like the top of the tower. They built it on a mountain so that they would get the wind and all the rest of it, but still be no more than a hundred feet off the ground sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I forget his name. I always forget his name, but I love him. He was in Walking Dead as Negan. He was Bruce Wayne's dad. He was comedian and watchman. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Jeffrey. He's got three. He's got three. three, Good Lord. Going mental blank. No, it's not mental blank. He is very good. And yes. he's in this film, although not for very long. Mm. He's the one that falls off the first time? No, he's not. He's the father. He's the father of one of the ones that goes up. Anyway, so I watched that, and that was better than I thought it would be. I had I had two immediate reactions when you started explaining this movie because you started talking them about at the start they're climbing up a rock that's very steep, and I, I kind of went, yeah, because if you're climbing up a rock that's not very steep, it's called walking. Um <laughs> True, and then true. and then you pulled a twist at the end, and I'm like, oh, I really hope they're doing an Adam West style wall <laughs> climb, where it's actually horizontal uh, the whole time. That would be the best. But anyway, that was not the twist. Disappointing. Sorry, that would have been amazing. Uh, the only other thing which I've watched, which I'll talk about, is um, I left this for last. Ahsoka. I have not seen any of these. So Ahsoka is eight episodes. And look, it's got some awesome stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Ray Stevenson is incredible, absolutely incredible in this. He always is. And now that he's passed, like his character story is not finished. So honestly, they're going to need to recast him, which is a shame. But he was incredible. You know, there's aspects which I loved, but the whole thing sets up something else. And do yet, a, we do love a setup, do eh? uh, Like I got to the end, I got to like legitimately episode six or something. I was like, they're not going to finish this. It's setting it up for the Mandalorian film or whatever the fuck is coming next. But... Uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. You get to the end of a, a TV series and basically everybody's progressed on, all the main characters have progressed on their own little story arcs. They've, they've all leveled up, yeah. Yeah, but they have not faced the big dragon yeah. at the end of the dungeon or whatever it is. No, and you kind of want, and this is very stereotypical but you kind of want them to face the big bad from the story and then find out there's a bigger bad for next season like Mm. that is the ending i want from literally every tv series ever and the thing is this is star wars right this is set 
X amount of years after return. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in all honesty, there is possibility that Luke Skywalker will appear in whatever they do next as well. It's that sort of timeline. Mm-hmm. So Thrawn is the big bad and was always going to be the big bad and he was the big bad in the comics and the cartoons and the stories and all the rest of it. But he's not around during the sequels, episode seven, eight, nine. So you know what's happening. You know he gets defeated. You know all of this sort of stuff is kind of meaningless in the overall arc of the storyline. And yet there's eight episodes of something which is overall kind of meaningless anyway. I mean, but also is that a bit of the Pepe Le Pew scenario where like the black what, cat is rape? going to well, <laughs> the black cat is going to get a white stripe. We know that. There is mm-hmm. meaningless episode, right? Because that is going to happen. It's how. How is the cat getting the white stripe? It's the, the, the important thing that you need to watch and then you can and, turn it off before it gets rapey. <laughs> how are we reporting it to HR? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I Like, I suppose Ray Stevenson, I would watch almost anything with him in it. Yeah. He even coming after Thomas Jane, he made an awesome Punisher. Uh, he was amazing in Rome. He was just incredible in this. And he was he's the sort of character that you don't know what he's doing. His motivations are, you know, they're not revealed by the end of the series. Is he good? Is he bad? You know, sure, he's wielding a, a, an almost red lightsaber and taking on Ahsoka in hand-to-hand combat but what it's it's a setup and and i haven't you know full disclosure i have not watched clone wars so i don't know that storyline at all and i know there are aspects that they're continuing on from that storyline in ahsoka and by all accounts there's some good references to and Mm. you know just you know subtle nods to and all that kind of stuff so i think you know you've clearly done their homework but yeah that whole concept of just introduce a character get a bunch of views and set something else up so you can get a bunch of views next time Mm. Mm. and it's it's the same guy that did clone wars has done this storyline so it's you know he created ahsoka for the clone wars and he's still writing for her and and you know it's it's a continuation of his story and i never started his story i just you know if i get to an end of a series i want something to have happened yeah but i mean even if it is a continuation of clone wars right you you kind of expect it's a new series it's a new format it's an, i need i still need a, a beginning a middle and an end to be mm-hmm. able to watch it in isolation I don't want to have to do homework to watch no, something. No. I'm no good at homework at literally the best of times. But, you know, when it actually improves my overall, you know, trajectory in life, I'm bad at it. Don't don't give it to me for something. I'm just doing for shits and gigs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's it. I think that's it. I mean, there's other stuff I've watched in there, but none of that is worth I mean, about. I've seen a lot of Bluey. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bluey's never bad. No, it's always good. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyway, what about, have you done any sort of hobby purchases recently? Hobby purchases. I 
I want to say, he says before he thinks too deeply about it, that I, again, I have been very well behaved. I think, what have I actually purchased? Now, and this is probably the danger of owning a 3D printer <laughs> in that my overall retail purchases for things have been, so I do have a copy of Gutter Bowl sitting behind the counter and throw the dice mm-hmm. that I need to pick up. I did pick up mine. So it's, that is definitely a hobby purchase. But apart from that, I mean, I picked up some resin to make bases with. Uh, no, I have a world of unpainted stuff. Like I, I, I'm, I'm sitting at a terrifying place where I'm like, I do not need more things to paint. And if I do, give me a couple of hours and I'll have them. Yeah. Um, and that's that's dangerous. So the I mean the only other thing I've really purchased has been resin, and I'm try- currently trialing cheaper resin to see if it makes that slightly more practical. Because mm-hmm. I've been I've been using expensive. I found resin I really really liked for anyone playing at home who is into 3D printing. Uh, Frozen Aqua 4K in grey is glorious, but it's also a hundred dollars a liter. Um, you get you get a significant amount out of a liter, but also you burn through it pretty quickly when you have a ridiculous amount of things that you can print just because you can. Um, <laughs> and it's it's a really awkward hobby, right, where it feels like you're being wasteful if you're printing things that you don't need and you don't want and you're just doing it for shits and gigs. Yep. But also... It feels very wasteful if you have a 3D printer that's just sitting there for weeks on end doing nothing. So there is literally no winning. <laughs> this is the exact reason why I have not bought one. I know I would just be printing crap and then it would I'd overdo it and the machine would fail and then I'd have no idea how to fix it or it whatever. Is. I'm I'm steering clear of 3D printing because I can just walk down the road and get you to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, case in point, in the last day or so, I have a vampire team. I have a wood elf team. I had a brilliant idea of doing some little like blood bowl busts, but shrinking them down so they're kind of turn marker sized. What if you made a team out of busts? Punk is currently doing it, I think. They're currently doing almost like a chess set style team. So they're <laughs> going to have a Lyman bust and everything. I, I don't – I'm torn about what I think about it. Is, is that thought, equivalent of playing with paper? I mean, it's still you've got to paint it. Like there is some effort involved. Um, hashtag papergate. Uh, but I thought as slightly more interesting sort of re-roll and turn markers and stuff, it could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um so I may have printed some out in the same style as the team for Why So Serious 2. Okay, and, yep. And we'll see. We'll see how far we get. Um, so, look, there was, there was a whole bunch of stuff that, that got thrown on, but that was like there's a day and now I have two more Blood Bowl teams and some other bits <laughs> and shits. And I'm like, <gasps> More stuff to paint. Yeah. I, I literally have a box of unpainted Blood Bowl prints 
that is separate to my box of unplanted blood bowl purchased teams. <laughs> it's it's not not a good place to be in. I, I'm at that point where there's too many things and I don't know how I'm gonna play this out. But anywho. You need um, to just jump onto more elevens tournaments, which will force you to paint more teams. It it really does get the backlog cleared. Uh it is it is very useful. Um we'll see if I can get a gutter ball team painted in the next little bit. We'll see. We'll see where that falls into the priority list. Um, but I'm, I'm looking around going, what else have I, I think I've been good. I purchased Gutter Bowl. I mean, Gutter Bowl had to be purchased. So that, it, is, that is pretty good. It was mandatory. Um, no, like I, I need to buy some more paint at some stage, but <laughs> that's just a rule. Um, doesn't really no, count. I'm, I'm good. No, it doesn't count. You just have to continually increase that. Uh, yeah. No, me. What have you done? Uh, I have bought a couple of things. Most of them I bought on the same day, but uh, I did pick up for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, mm. We finally got a restock of a few things in at work, and I picked up the Blob Pyro set. So they are sitting there waiting to be assembled. I also picked up for Star Wars Shadowpoint, I picked up the Cad Bane box. So a couple of bounty hunters in there. So Aura Singh and Cad Bane and a couple of random dudes. I have assembled them, so they're all together. The other thing, which is kind of not hobby, I don't count it as hobby because I have no intention of painting them ever, but I picked up four zombie side. Mm-hmm. two boxes of the boys. So one box you can play as the seven mm-hmm. and the other box you can play as the boys. I like it. So there's different Starlight models in each one, but, you know, the boys comes with obviously the boys and Terra and Starlight, and then the seven box comes with the seven. So, And they've all got their different cards, different rules, so at one point we might have to smash that out. Although if you – one of the rules is if you have two superheroes, then zombies spawn more regularly. So that could be interesting. That's going to be fun. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I picked up both of those. Uh, The only other thing I want to mention just now is – We've talked before about my thoughts on the Masters of the Universe Origins line yes, and how some of them are great and fairly accurate and represent the old original toys very well, and some of them do not. Cobra Khan Mm. came out a while ago, but he was my all-time favorite model. Probably him and Trapjaw were probably equal, but Cobra Khan was a water pistol in a toy form. Yes. Right. The Origins version of him was not a water pistol. It came with a little attachment that you stick to his mouth to make it look like he's spitting at somebody. Oh, no, and no. That very disappointing. Anyway, we got in at work and I had to pick it up. Dragon Blaster Skeletor. Do you remember that one? Hang on. Hang on. Continue and that'll. So, Dragon Blaster, he was an interesting one because he originally came with a whole heap of little pieces 
And the little pieces, when you were a kid and playing with these things, got very lost very lost easily. Lost very quickly, yeah. Um, he has a backpack, which is basically a dragon sticking onto his back, which shot out water. And it came with a chain, which chained the dragon on, and a little green padlock. And that little green padlock would was worth something like 50 US dollars for the padlock alone because everybody lost it. And it was selling for a ridiculous amount. Origins Dragon Blaster Skeletor has come out and has quick, quickly sold out. And it is the same. It's the same thing. I'm just it looking now. It is exactly the same. I picked yeah. it up at work. I opened it at work. I filled him with water at work and I sprayed people from across the store. <laughs> customers complained. Yeah. I, I tried to do it when customers weren't looking. That wasn't always the oh, case. It wasn't at customers. Like, no, it was, I was mainly at other staff members. Get, get out of my store. <laughs> but he comes with the padlock, he comes with the chain, and more importantly, the bloody dragon shoots water. And it is just glorious. What I'm hearing is the Masters Origin designers are listening to this podcast and taking on board our feedback. <laughs> must be, must be. I, I need uh, Battle Armor, hey man. I just want the, the rotating barrel chest thing where you punch it and it gets all broken. They and, did do human origins. I don't know. I didn't pick him up because I already have a He-Man. And I thought, well, I didn't want to get too many of the same. That being said, I've got Skeletor and I've got Dragon Blaster Skeletor now. But uh, I don't know if it rotated or not. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But, yeah, mm. uh, reliving. And, you know, it's only probably a couple of weeks away, but Snake Mountain is coming. They have they've done an Origins one and it's on its way. The question is, will they have the microphone in the snake? I don't know. I haven't looked too much into it. I don't know. I can't say for sure. I will know when I have mine in my hands because I need to get it. <laughs> it's a, It's inevitable. Anyway, that's about it for my purchases for the moment. What I really wanted to chat about today, and I, know, I realize that we've totally padded this out for 45 minutes with talk of <laughs> just other utter stuff. shit, really. Yeah, I mean, it's not why we're here. What, talking other shit? That is, why oh, no, we're that here. is exactly why we're here. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> that is the reason, but that isn't that is not the shit we're here to talk today. No, we, I want to get your thoughts on vampires now. This is the first Blood Bowl team for a while. Oh, Blood Bowl Vampires, I get you now. Blood Bowl I Vampires. Gonna, I, I was going to go into a bit of a you know, monologue about Bram Stoker and... Blade and uh, all the Well, I, uh, well the, the, the origins yeah. of the, the myth and the concept that, you know, blood could be substituted for other bodily fluids in literature um, and it was really a reaction against more of a hedonistic lifestyle. Uh, but that is not also the shit we're here to talk about today. No, we play a lot of Blood Bowl. Let's, let's keep stick it on point, that. shall okay. we? Okay, okay, we'll stick to so, that. So, vampires. Now, vampires came out last week? Week before? Last it, week. Well, no, it was in, last week. In, yeah, it wasn't long ago. Yeah, I don't know. So, I've, been, I've been trawling the kind of previews and stuff that it all kind of blurred. 
This is the first team that we've had in a while. They were rumoured to be playtested with the Amazons. Just off the top of your head, do you know when the Amazon team came out, which was the last team we got? I want to say it was October-ish. 8th of October. Yeah. So look, it came came out two days from now. Like, it's actually, the Amazons are coming out in the future. No, wait. They came out a whole goddamn year ago. We have gone 12 months without a Blood Bowl team. That is not good enough. Games Workshop, do better. Absolutely. We were getting three teams a year. Three brand new teams and, you know, corn, Yes. Do better. Uh, I mean. I'm going to go yell at a cloud and write an angry letter. That's where this is at. (laughs) I mean, technically three in a year is one a quarter, but carry on. We have, there's been rumors about vampires for a while. Since God was a boy, like I literally got to the point that I was sick of it, right? Because it it just, it became the meme that that we just flogged to death as a community. Be better community. Uh, (laughs) Like... Anyway, so it literally got to that point and there was speculation about how they were going to rejig them and what they were going to redo and all that kind of jazz. And every time they dropped a, a rumor image or a teaser thing, it was like, oh, this could be a vampire's little toenail. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yes, when they were finally announced, I did get the feeling that you were over vampires Thoroughly. at that point. Me, I was, I mean, I have always been intrigued by the vampire team. I know they're not a good team. At least they weren't prior. And I had planned on playing them in our next season of Sevens, no matter what. And I'd planned on watching that regret with reckless abandon. You know, we're we're playing in divisions now in in our current Sevens leagues. So, incidentally, in the Jolong area and you want to play some Blood Bowls, we are all for that, and we're already getting sign-ups for our next league, which will start early next year. I've signed up. It's glorious. I'm so excited. I haven't chosen what I'm taking yet. I've so. already chosen a thing. It's fine. Excellent. Tires are selected. The, the, yeah, it's done. But I was I was fully prepared to take Vampires next season and drop Divisions by doing that Likely, badly. yes. Talk to Pip. Sorry? Yeah. Yeah, talk to Pip. Likely. Yeah, yeah. Look, I was excited. All right. I am no – I have no clue what's happened in this time and what's happened there. There has been some minor technical difficulties. So I think at this point we're going to chuck in some music and then we're going to come back and pick up from wherever we left off, which will be challenging because we don't know where we left off. Let's see if I can get it right. But first, some tunes.
and we're back. And we can talk about vampires. Anyway, we were talking vampires. So apologies if we're repeating ourselves, but uh, I was very excited about vampires. I've always been incredibly into the the lore and the idea of them and even recently i was reading some vampire novels in my own spare time but i had planned on playing vampires in the next season of sevens that we do pretty much no matter what although now i'm tempted to play them if we do a season of gutter bowls and you know i might have to play something else in sevens but i was fully prepared to play them with the old rules and come last Likely. Very likely, (laughs) yes. But finally, we have a new team, finally. It's happened. It's only taken nearly 12 months since the last one, but we are here after ridiculous amounts of memeing and and, and insinuating and hoping and wishlisting and assuming what we know that we don't actually know. It's it's 51 weeks it's been. That's too many weeks is the moral of the story. Way too many, way too many. We need more teams. Like more teams means more things to try out, both play and play against. It's like music, right? More loud is more good. With Blood Bowl, more teams is more good. Anyway, that's actually not true because there's a lot of, like, you you need to get it right. But anyway, (laughs) so they dropped vampires. It has happened. They dropped vampires, which probably means this is the last thing that we're getting this year. And if we extrapolate how long it took or the difference in how long it took between this team and the last one and then the last one, the one before that, like I'm going to be 80 by the time they drop the next one <laughs> if we continue that curve, right? So. so please don't. Please don't, GW. If you if you listen to any part of this podcast, which you don't, but please don't take so long next time. Just uh... All right. Vampires have happened. They have. They have. I jumped on board. We all knew I would. So part of my purchases recently, I bought the vampire team. And I bought the vampire dice. And I bought the spike magazine to go with them. And I bought the pitch. The pitch is very pretty, though, in your defense. It is really nice. And the thing is, with these, with Blood Bowl dice, with Blood Bowl pitches, if you don't sort of get them right away, you don't you're get pretty them. much screwed. Yeah, you're not, yeah I, I've learned this from experience. There's some things in the past that I've wished I picked up, but I was like, oh, I'm not playing that team right now. Why do what I need, you know, dice for that team, for example? And I'm still trying to hunt some of those down. So I picked them all up. But they are not the same vampire team that we have known previously and we have learnt to loathe and laugh at. Credit where credit is due, the, the common criticism for the vampires teams was the fact it was kind of uninteresting. Right, it was a cool concept. You've got the vampires, and you've got the little dudes. They bite. I get it. It's, it's great uh, thematically, but the team with only two positions is just a little bit dull. Yeah, they fix that. We don't have video, so no one knows whether someone's going to talk. And this is the most fun ever. Either way, they have fixed that. So we no longer have just two types of positions, but we have an overwhelming, what, five 
different players that you could possibly take on your vampire team? I think that's the biggest change too. So going from those two positions to to five is a huge jump. We all kind of expected them to do something, but I don't think... and there was a lot of speculation, kids. right? It, no, absolutely not. Like they kind of went, oh, maybe we'll get a different kind of thrall or one extra dude. So you're going to have basically the same team with an extra position. Or bats. Um, you know, yeah, they yeah, throw out beer bore style in. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what was expected. Instead, we've got four different types of vampires. And they all seem to be slightly different too. So... They're not, I mean, vampires in the last rules were all pretty solid as far as their stats go. Mm, Glorious. And what they had access to as far as skills go. Now they've changed it up. So we've got, let's start off with the the three major major ones. So you've got your thrower. You've got a passing vampire now. He comes with pass. He's got all the stats that you are used to. From a from a vampire, but yeah. he also has pass, and he's so, got and two suppose, pass pass. Yeah, so I suppose this was a change between editions, right? When they introduced the passing stat, vampires got hurt because before then, not only were they all strength four, so they could all punch really good, they were all able to dodge on a two plus. That was glorious, but they could also all throw on a two plus. So those positions were glorious. You move to the new position, the introduction of the passing stat, and suddenly the vampires take a hit because they're still hitting and they're still dodging, but they ain't throwing. Um, so having a positional back that gives you back the two plus pass, it still keeps the strength four, it still keeps the the two plus edge, it still keeps the the armor. Like there is nothing bad about that player. No. no. Except the zero to two restriction. <laughs> the the thrower for me, I think the thrower is probably one one of, if not the strongest one. It's the slam dunk. It is the one that you absolutely take, even if you don't want two throwers in your team you are taking because it has the greatest like the greatest cross of skills and stats and everything that you could possibly want um there's there's really there's no bad no no there really isn't and so the next one probably would be the the blitzer to talk about mm. so blitzer is Again, same sort of stats that you're used to. Uh, the only difference between him and the thrower is the five plus throwing. As Fair. far as stats go, same cost, which is also kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Keeps it, you know, it becomes then do I want a throwing vampire or do I want one who has juggernaut? Now, the thing with the blitzer is that the juggernaut is. It's a blitzing skill. Doesn't do anything if you're not blitzing. No, so they I mean they haven't made them completely bonkers overpowered and given them block. Good call. Yep. Um, but two parts of that I suppose. One is they've got a blitzing school, so they've got Juggernaut, which I mean is is a good skill. Would have it on a blitzer, happy days, particularly if I don't have block. Um and we'll get to talk about bloodlust a little bit more. But rather than a straight up bloodlust two plus, which the other vamps have, uh, bloodlust three plus, 
Now, if he's blocking or blitzing, that goes back to a two plus. So it's almost the same, mm-hmm. but it ain't the same because there are going to be times where you are not going to want to you you want to blitz with somebody else and they're not in base contact so they can't block so i think they become a little bit more of a finesse piece and i think it's also interesting that you see juggernaut overpass sure um the reduction in the passing stat the reduction in the bloodlust stat but the same cost yes so you've got no access to leader anymore. The The change there as far as skills go is that they can get strength skills on a primary. Yeah. So, I mean, for a position that you maybe don't activate every once in a while because it's got guard and you just don't want to lose tackle zones, happy days. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really it, – it, it's almost the old or even current, right, the, the corn bloodseeker feels like a blitzer, but it actually it's just a player that you want to put in the guts of things and leave him there. And if mm. you get to hit shit, that's great. And if you don't, eh, he's still doing good work. Yeah. No, I, th- I think I totally agree on that one. The the third one, the runner, that's, that's love the this. change. So the runner is a little bit cheaper, but for 10,000 less gold... You lose a point of armor value. Mm-hmm. You lose a point of strength. Mm. So down to three strength, which you know is your stock standard strength anyway. I know, but that's huge. We're going from a vampire strength four yes. to strength three is a massive jump. Yeah, and you don't get like the the extra skill that the thrower and the blitzer have, but you do get an extra two points of movement. Let's talk about huge. Yes. Move eight vampire. Like you have an elf. Yes. Happy days. Like it's, who doesn't, it, it's basically an elf. You're right. Who doesn't want an elf? I want an elf. <laughs> I want to score touchdowns. I want an elf. If I can't have a gutter runner, I want an elf. And it's still two plus edge. So when you're passing with that two plus thrower, it's a two plus catch. You've got agility in general as, as primary skill options, so you can get them catch, you can get them dodge, you can get them block, you can get them sidestep, you can get like all of the stuff that you need as a, a and a massive scoring threat, like a potential ten squares of movement is huge. With stick sprint on them, that's eleven. So of a high kick, happy days. Yeah, look, yeah, this is an interesting one, and I, I'm I want to play around with all three of them and see mm-hmm. sort of which way I'm leaning as far as my play style goes because yep. I think all of them have their their benefits. Yes, I think the thrower is the one that has sort of the least sort of downside there. There is no downsides. You take two throwers every single day of the week. It's not even a question. Exactly, um, but. What I do like is what they've done is they've changed one position into three and given you sort of more options. Yeah. And it, it creates some choice. Mm-hmm. In it, they're, they're relatively similarly costed. Um, I think that the drop to 100K for a strength three, armor um, eight is probably fair for the runners yeah. um, because those, those bitches are going to die. Um, but... 
you've got three players here that basically cost virtually the same but do three very different things. And it means that, you know, when you go up against a vampire player now, it's not going to be the same team that you see every time. Like before it would be vampires and thralls and it would work and play the sort of exact same. And and what was worse, right, you take that to a tournament and you just copy and paste the same roster for every single vampire player Basically, you, you scatter some some pro or some leader, so you get some extra rerolls for the one or two failed bloodlust. You throw bludge on everybody and then scatter a couple of skills, so you've got a tackle piece or you've got a what? It's the same bloody team. Um, this stops that happening because we start to have options. Yes, and options are good, people. I really like this. I, I really. You know, I was excited about vampires for the aesthetic before I'm excited about the options now. So speaking of options. Oh, yeah. You can upgrade, and I'm going to say it's an upgrade, to a blitzer. Um, you can upgrade a blitzer. So for instead of spending 110000 on a blitzer, you can spend 150000 on a blitzer and get a movement 5, strength 5, Edge four plus armor ten though. Big guy, the Vargeist. So bloodlust three plus, same as same as the the Blitzer. So basically a Blitzer. Claws frenzy, Lona sure, um, but like you it's, get a big guy vamp. It's a big guy. Oh my god! Like, and I mean the Forge World uh, model for this. Not a huge fan. It's okay. It's nothing. I've done okay. I mean, I could say that for quite a few of there. Oh, yes. Brute Fun have already done an awesome one, which I've already had you print. It's glorious. It's just incredible. And just the idea of playing with a large vampire excites me completely. And for 40k more than a Blitzer... It's not a huge jump in investment. Like it's it's a lineman. I mean, one hundred and fifty k is a standard big guy cost. Yeah. I like so, it. So, a blitzer and a thrall turn into a vargeist. Is the moral of the story here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you lose a point of movement. You lose some agility. We know that, but you gain strength. You gain armor. You gain claws, you gain frenzy. You gain punching power. He is terrifying. And I like it. I like it. I look, I have done up a quick roster for, for Gutter Ball for these because simply because Gutter Ball is the first thing that we're gonna play. You get five positions. Yes. Oh, hello. We'll talk so, about that in a minute. So, yeah, I've I've made up a team already and I am excited to try it out, although I have not bought any re-rolls, which is probably a bad idea. So I'm No, I did to, the same thing. Nah. Yeah, I don't know. No re-rolls on a vampire team. Not sure. Not sure. No, you got you got to test these things out, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the last last player that we need to play is is the Thrall Lineman, which is unchanged. It's, yeah. it's a human. It's, it's a token lunchbox. Eight. 
eight plus armor human. Uh, they do exactly what they say on the tin, and yeah, they, you you just snack on them. Little little, but to be fair, for forty k, a straight not, up not expensive. A, a straight up move six strength three edge three piece. Yes. They are they are blood bowl players. They are quintessential blood bowl players. You could, as Pip has learnt, basically play an entire team of those and not be completely off off your mind. Um, they go poor, okay. Poor Pip. <laughs> Sorry. We have positions. Let's talk about team structure in a minute because the thing that we do need to revisit because it has had a little bit of a tweak is the concept of bloodlust. Yes. So bloodlust was the thing. Now, bloodlust was previous edition. Mm -hmm. For the 2016, they changed. While they were working on this team, it became animal savagery, which kind of worked and kind of didn't. Because, you know, it did the same sort of thing if you were hitting somebody. But if you were trying to hypnogaze somebody, which all the vampires have, all of a sudden that became 4+. plus. Yeah. Because it wasn't a block. But blood bloodlust originally. So I'll go through this. So originally... Vampires must occasionally feed on the blood of the living. Immediately after declaring an action with a vampire, roll a d6. On a 2+, the vampire can carry out the action as normal. On a 1, however, the vampire must feed on a thrall teammate or a spectator. The vampire may continue with his declared action, or if he declared a block action, he may take a move action instead. Either way, at the end of the declared action, but before actually passing, handing off, or scoring, the vampire must feed. If he is standing adjacent to one or more thrall teammates, standing prone or stunned, then choose one to bite and make an injury roll on the thrall, treating any casualty as badly hurt. The injury will not cause a turnover unless the thrall was holding the ball. Once the vampire has bitten a thrall, he may complete his action. Failure to bite a thrall is a turnover and requires him to feed on a spectator. Move the vampire to the reserves box, if he was still on the pitch, if he was holding the ball, it bounces from the square he occupied if he was removed, and he will not score a touchdown if he was in the opposing end zone. So, you would basically, if you rolled that one, and you had no one to buy it, your vampire was jumping off the field. He was gone. He was gone. And that was the end of your turn. Now... There was speculation and there was a lot of talk about what bloodlust would become, especially once it was found out that they were getting bloodlust back rather than animal savagery. Mm-hmm. What that has changed to is this. Bloodlust X+, plus, so it's no longer a 2+. plus. As we've seen, the Vargeist and the Blitzer have 3+. plus. To keep control of their wits, vampires need a supply of fresh blood. That sounds familiar. Whenever a player with this trait activates, after declaring their action, they must roll a d6, adding one to the roll if they declared a block action or a blitz action. So it basically turns that 3 plus into a 2 plus. If they roll equal to or higher than the number shown in brackets, they may activate as normal. If the player rolls lower than the number shown in brackets or rolls a natural one, they may continue their activation as normal, 
though they may change their declared action to a move action if they wish. If the player declared a, an action that can only be performed once per team turn, such as a blitz action, this will still count as the one, the, the one of that action for the team turn. The one of that action. That's great English. If you declare a blitz, you lose your blitz. Like, Basically. Yes, bad wording. <laughs> At the end of their activation, they may bite an adjacent throw lineman teammate standing prone or stunned. If they bite a throw, immediately make an injury roll for the throw, treating any casualty result as badly hurt. This will not cause a turnover unless the throw was holding the ball. All sounds a bit familiar. If they do not bite a throw for any reason, then a turnover is caused. Still sounding familiar. The player will lose their tackle zone until they are next activated and will immediately drop the ball if they were holding it. Great. If the player was in the opposing end zone, no touchdown is scored. If a player who failed this roll wants to make a pass, action, handoff, or score, they must bite a throw before they perform the action or score. So most of that's fairly similar. The main difference here, obviously, is the change from a standard 2 plus to, you know, technically could be anything, but we see 2 and 3 pluses. The addition of 1 for hitting somebody, but you're no longer jumping off the pitch. You're that just losing itself, tackle zones. That by itself is glory. I mean, the dropping the ball thing kind of sucks, but just not losing your players, like, it, it makes such a difference. You lose your tackle zones, but that's the same as literally every other neg trait in the face of the planet. So cool. Get it. And it'll happen every once in a while, but it is just not going to bone you anywhere near as hard as having a and a vampire off the pitch. Yeah. You know, it's, look, it's, failing a bloodlust is kind of like a slightly worse bonehead now because yep. it still causes that turnover. Yeah, I will say things that confused me reading this the first dozen times, right? <laughs> it's very GW English. Oh, it's horrible, right? But blah, 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 blah. Where is it? Um, when they're talking about scoring mm -hmm. or, um, scoring or throwing that piece, right? Yep. So it basically says any, many, money, mo, change of They must bite the throw before they perform the action. There it is. Yes. So, they, if they want to make a pass, handoff, or score, they must bite the throw before they perform the action or score. So, I activate a vampire. I declare a pass action. Literally everything that happens between now and then is before I make the pass action. Mm-hmm. So at what point do I bite the thrall? Do I declare the action, bite the thrall, and then go on my merry way? Do I stop halfway through my movement to bite a thrall? Do I get to the end of it? So I think the best way, uh, this has kind of been agreed to pre-FAQ, and it will probably get an FAQ in that directly before. So a throw happens, a handoff happens, and a score happens 
at the and your movement ends at that point in time. So you finish moving the second you go to make a throw, you finish moving the second you go to make a handoff, or if you cross the touchdown, the opposing touchdown line, and you have the ball, your movement ends at that point in time. Correct. So given that in every single time it's after when you make a move action, you finish your movement and then you bite a throw, the the logical consensus is that you make your move as part of that action, then if you, you bite a throw. Yeah, well, yeah. So if you're not going anywhere, stay where you are, right? But you're, you cannot continue to make movement after that. So uh, you want to make any movement you want to do, you then bite the throw, and then you do the throw, the, the, the pass, the handoff, or the score. Mm-hmm. But that took me a, a number of reads to kind of go, how is this going to play out? Yeah, the thing that, I mean, it's not it's not worded the best and it leaves itself open to misinterpretation. But I think as far as the passing sort of stuff goes, absolutely. I think that's got to be the way you play it. So, so move, where this probably gets throw. Where this, where this got interesting is we now have a vampire runner, a movement eight vampire runner, the fastest player on the team. They got legs for days, right? Mm-hmm. I have a vampire runner with the ball. I say I am going to make a move action. That move action is going to take me over the touchdown line. At what point do I have to buy it? So I, do I have to have a throw at the point I declare the move? Or do I have to, I would then, based on this logic, have to have a throw in the end zone? That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's that's the way I'm playing it until someone tells me different, basically. Um, the but, confusion for me is, mm-hmm. say you've got that that runner in the end zone mm-hmm. already and then you declare a pass. To the runner? Yes. Do you Happy then days. need to activate the, the runner before, uh, so that if, they if score? I, if I threw – no, it, it, so I bloodlust, I only declare uh, – so when they activate, they never activate. So bloodlust never kicks in. So does that count as the thrower scoring it then? Where it comes to, you know, they must buy the throw before they so the way this, the action why this would play score. out. Yeah, so the, well, the thrower doesn't score. The player with the ball scores. So the way this plays out is the thrower activates. They Let's say they fail their bloodlust. They move. They buy the throw. Happy days. They throw. Catcher catches, touchdown, move on. You never activate the catcher, but the catcher is the one that scores. Bloodlust only happens whenever a player with the trait activates and you never activate the catcher. Gotcha. So you see, if you want to be a sort of rules lawyer and and, and try and interpret GW wording the way that suits you as, a, as an There's opponent. There's conversations you, yeah. about this. Yeah. You know, because to me that almost sounds like the fact that, okay, my thrower has bitten a throw, thrown the ball, the catcher, the runner has caught it in the end zone. Now I need to activate the runner and pass that bloodless to score. I, I would happily pistols at dawn that one. Yeah. Um, it, it was the one that if I activate a runner to score, at what point throughout that? between activating and scoring, do I have to do the bite? But I'm saying that you need to potentially, if you fail that role, you need to have a thrall in the end zone or next to the end zone to be able to 
to yes. score Absolutely. on a failed bloodlust. Because it's saying that at the end of their activation, they have to bite. Yep. So they, w- they're ending their activation by scoring, so they need to bite. Yep. Immediately beforehand. Yep. I think we're all on the same page. I think anyone who tells you different, look, until there is an FAQ, if they come out with something super funky, I'm looking at you, Chainsaw, um, <laughs> I think I think we're good. I think that's that's how it will get played across the board. Um, it's a massive boost to the vampires, to be fair, um, to go from the, the you lose your vampires. Animal savagery was an interesting little interim step in that sure it became the vampires became your punches really um off you you would waste a blitz just to move a vamp with more surety quite happily um but uh, and hypno gaze became kind of a lesser thing yeah it's not something that you use an awful lot with animal savagery because it's a 50 50 and and you're not doing you don't rely on it no, because I suppose the challenge with hypnogaze is that replaces whatever other, although you make a move, it can be at the end of a move action, but you can't do another thing. So you can't block, you can't blitz. If you declare a blitz, bad luck, no gaze for you. Um, but yeah, suddenly with everybody moving around again on a two plus, except the blitzers, um, yeah, suddenly gaze becomes a real threat again. Yeah, gaze is uh, the death of cages. Oh, it's it's so good. It, and what I like about hypno gaze as a skill is because it's modified by opposing tackle zones. You actually have to get smart about where you put players, mm-hmm. both offensively and defensively. You can try and stop hypno gaze on a cage if you can line up players to tag where they would gaze from, and at least make it harder. Um. I think it it gets interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, look, everything about this team, I'm excited about. They, I don't think they're bottom tier two anymore. I don't know. If I don't think they're overly getting to tier one. No, but no. You, they used to be absolutely sort of with, dead bottom tier two. Yeah, with that. With that neg trait, you're never getting a tier one team, is my thought, because um, there's just not the reliability. And I think they need the skills that they will get from being a tier two team to, to put them into contention. But with some skills, because they are a tier two team, suddenly it gets interesting. Um, so that is the main change to the players, the skills, the team, the stuff. The models, I have to ask. You own them, right? I do own them, yes. Have you cracked the box? I have, yes. I've assembled half of them. So I've pretty much got enough to build my gutter ball team. Great. So, yeah, I've assembled one of each of the positions and four or five thralls. And I, I like them. Yeah, for GWT, uh, not too bad. The putting the cape on the runner was the only real tricky part. Okay, rest of it was pretty stock standard. Yeah, we're not talking Malifaux here. <laughs> no, and then they've had a couple of teams recently, or 
other other models specifically really that have been a little bit of a nightmare but these i like the nod to the classic aesthetic but actually a little bit of an update Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I'm looking at the, the helmet styles and stuff like that, which is a little bit unique. Um, I'm looking at a mix of vampires, which is kind of fun, depending on the positional type. Um, and you've got options for each one, which is huge. Like, at the very least, you've got a change of heads. Yep. So you can have your – and it comes with, you know, you've got two throwers in there. You've got two blitzers, two runners. You can have all th- six of those. You know, looking different to their their other side. The thrower you can even put like a vampire arm on, like the wingy you know. one. Yes, like a half yeah. bat wing kind of deal. Yeah, which of course is what I've done. Absolutely, it looks cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the thralls, even the thralls, have got different options. They've got different arms, different ways that you can build them. You've absolutely done the little dangle back guy, though, right? No, no, I, haven't. <gasps> I, I did the other version first. But I will, because I can make them all different. It's a dangly little bat. It's the best bit. Um, <laughs> no, I do. And again, I, I kind of like the the general aesthetic they've went with. It, it kind of it feels appropriate for a vampire thrall. They look appropriately dishevelled. It kind of feels like their arms are a little bit too long. I will say. Um, yeah, I can see that. But I also don't know if that's just the puffy sleeves throwing me off. Yeah, they've they've got the Seinfeld shirts on for sure, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I like them. I really like them. Um, that being said, you know, I absolutely had to have the brute fun Vargeist big yes. guy. He wasn't even announced when that model was made. It's like he looked into the future. It was the best. Uh, it's uh, like he looked into all the rumors that were flying around for the last four, 51 weeks. Because yeah. um, I know that people had rumoured that there was going to be a big guy. I don't think anybody believed it. No, someone has to play test this shit, though, so somebody knew. Yeah. Um, The the other ones that you built for me, the the blitzers are pretty accurate to – so these are the the brute fun ones. Um, The capes aren't as big as the GW ones, which is fine. Seems Uh, standard. Yeah. So I do have – the team that I've made up for my gutter bowl team is, you know, one of the big guys, two throwers, blitzer, and runner. Yeah. Uh, and I've used pretty much the GW ones for most of them, but I do have one the, one of the throwers that you printed off for me, which is yeah. pretty similar, but also very cool. Uh, yeah, I printed them off myself not that long ago. They're, they're nice. Yeah. Uh, although, because he also gives you the options of heads, with with the skulls, and I feel mm-hmm. like I, I actually I want to swap it so only the blitzers have helmets to kind of distinguish them. Um, I think that would help. I like that. Yeah, I do you like that? I'm pretty sure for the four that I made, four no three, the three positions that I made, I'm pretty sure I've gone how hel- helmless for all of them to start off with. Yeah, so. Yeah, nah. I like them. Yeah, and I think they do a good enough job of distinguishing positions. Like if I look at, let's say, the Amazon team, the GW, where... <laughs> it's always going to come back to the Amazons, doesn't it? Yeah, but I don't know which player is which in that team. That's the hardest bit with it. Like The, the strength skull, fours the look like strength okay, three. 
but but I think with the vamps at least you can tell which players are which. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so you know it, it ticks the boxes for practicality as well, um, and then you can do extra stuff like you can choose which heads you want to do and stuff if you want to be a little bit more you know overt about it. But they they do the job. So yeah, no, I reckon it's it's definitely a good team as far as they've GW kind of nailed that one. I do, yeah. It's always, I don't know, for me, it's always sort of 50-50 when a GW team comes out. I always want them to bring more teams out. I want mm-hmm. to play against other teams. I want to try other teams myself. But if I buy the GW team or not, it's kind of 50-50 these days. You know, yeah, the they're Nor- a bit. Norse I liked and I bought. The Amazons, not so much. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Or, or I'd, I'd have to agree with all of that. The Wood Elves I didn't like, um, you know, but the the Snotlings were glorious. Yes. Um, the Nurgle I didn't love, but there are other options. There are a thousand other options, so it's not bad. Um, the Nur- Nurgle grew on me, but the Pestigors in that box I will not ever yeah. use. <laughs> the Chaos Chosen suck, but, you know. It's, it's Chaos Chosen. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the sculpts are just terrible. But, you know, a lot of the other ones that I've done have been really, you know, have been really good. They've like the corn, they, they knocked out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, you know, you take the good with the bad. Uh, and the good news is, is there are a lot of options if you don't like it particularly. So it's it's not the worst in the world. That's always the way with Blood Bowl. So teams. So I know we've talked Gutterball a little bit, but that is kind of the new kid on the block. Yeah. If we went back to straight sevens as a concept, mm-hmm. what do you reckon? And, and there are options now, right? So you can can do different stuff. But where are you starting with the team? That, I mean, the the chaos player in me <laughs> wants to start with the big guy. Yes. I you know even though he's not going to start where he can punch somebody, I still want to start with him because he's big and scary and he looks cool. So I think you know unless you want to spread yourself out and go one of each, I'm tempted to go two throwers and the big guy, mm. and I don't know that you can afford a fourth one straight off the bat. I think you have to save up for him. I also am a little bit nervous doing that, right? Like doing four off the bat only because you are biting your own players, right? Yeah. And you can't bite another vampire. It's got to be a thrill. So can you bite another vampire? No. <gasps> they changed that. No, it's a, you know from reading both of those, it's always going to be a throw alignment. So I suppose animal savagery changed that. Yeah, animal savagery would have been different, but bloodlust as a whole has always yeah. been you must eat a thrall. And so that was probably the the trade off with animal savagery because vampires at armor nine, you could choose to hit a, a vampire. Um, so. That gave you a little bit more flexibility, although it was a little bit terrifying as well. Um, the other piece I am assuming 
This is the way it works with animal savagery, right? But it doesn't specifically call it out. So I bite a thrall. I make an injury roll for the thrall straight up. Mm-hmm. Mighty blow. Yeah. So, I mean, the ruling is, current FAQ for Mighty Blow is that, A, I mean, obviously you can't use it if you're on the ground, but that's not going to be the case here. But your opponent gets to choose. So if you have Mighty Blow on a throw, oh, sorry, not on a throw, on a vampire who is eating a throw, then your opponent gets to choose when to use it. Yeah. So, and they're choosing, FYI, um, in every instance. Yep. Interesting. I'm just looking at wordings of things now. Um, Because Mighty Blow is when an opposition player is knocked down as a result of a block performed by this player. Yes, but with Animal Savagery, you could always use it. As you know, if your opponent had animal savagery, animal savagery is that the one? Yeah, um, you could definitely use it against them. But animal savagery, and this is probably where the difference was, right? So, animal savagery, you where is it? You rolled armor, yes. So, things like claw, true play, so. And that's not going to be the case here. That's not an issue. We go straight to an injury roll. Um, but we go, so we, we skip the armor roll. So I think it maybe is a little bit. Yeah, that's not not so black and white, is it? Because it might just be, yeah, it's potential, but. All right, here we go. The FAQ for Animal Savagery. The only skills that an opposing coach may choose for the player with Animal Savagery to use are Claws and Mighty Blow. In this case, treat the knockdown as being the result of the block action. I think we need the same FAQ for Bloodlust now, just mm-hmm. for complexity, like for completeness. Um, so Claws won't come into it, so it's literally Mighty Blow. Um, and just a question of whether that now plays... Uh, yeah, the same way, which you would assume. You would assume so. But again, Mighty Blow is not going to be the first skill you take on most of these guys anyway. You know, you're going to be going for your block dodge. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a couple of skills away. Um, Unless you randomly roll it on the Vargos. Well, it could happen. It could that, happen. That could, that could be a sucky way to kill some thralls. Um well, you're never going to kill them. You're only going to badly hurt them. Well, this is true. Yeah. Um, so, sevens, looking at sevens teams, you can get, you. so you can't do the big guy effectively, uh, but you can get four positions and seven players. But then you've got, only three people that those four pe- four positions can bite. Correct. Yeah. Which is slightly better now that it's not animal savagery, but it's still not good. So I, I'm taking the same approach in that I am assuming I need at least 
four thralls, like a thrall for each vamp. Yep. That that's my baseline, right? Then it comes to big guy or no big guy, which is really tempting, even though you know there's no line of scrimmage, like just being able to, even when you're kicking, uh, sorry, even when you're receiving, right, you just declare the blitz with him. He can't make it to the other team, so there's no worry about it. And he's moved on, on a two plus. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not terrible. And then he's in the thick of it. And you, you've got a strength five vampire going and murdering stuff. Um, but in the interest of, and only because I'm partially scarred from current or last version vampires, I. So you can do the four four positions, four thralls if you don't go the big guy, which mm-hmm. is tempting. So two throwers run a blitzer, I think is nice. Yep. Alternatively, we ditch the blitzer um, and you can have another, like a thrall and cash as an example. Mm-hmm. So you could do a, a good bench. So you've still got, you know, one, two, three, four, five thralls, three vamps, not yep. terrible. Uh, th- the challenge is one of those vamps is now strength three. If you go three, if you go with a running. Yeah. But uh, eight, I think if you're playing, you like. Yeah, no, that's not a bad call. Uh, and then, yeah, if you've got five thralls and 70K, that's halfway towards your room. You big guy. This is this is it, right? So I've only paid for three positionals. I've still got eighty k in the bank. I have enough players to soak up. Yep, it's it's a reasonable, and then you just hold out till you can afford a big guy, and then you you start mincing things. You've still got two strength fours. You've still got a movement eight, just ball carrying maniac. Um, and I would be is, tempted. The thing is here too that with bloodlust, if you fail bloodlust every single roll of the game and end up chewing your your throws into the injury box, those throws are coming back next game. You know, you don't have to replace them, and they're not going to miss a game. Worse, they're going to do is. Badly hurt, which is out for the game. So you're always, you know, it's up to your opponent to kill them to get them off your roster. Yeah. Which I like. The other one, if you wanted to be sneaky, you could do, he says, and, and this is why the team is interesting, right? So you could do your... Fourth rolls, three positions, but yeah, go the the Vargas thrower runner, and then you've got eighty k in the bank saving for another thrower. And that's not, you know, that's chuck it, chuck a dedicated fan or two in there. Yeah, that could take you. You know, just probably one, two games away. And look, umming and ahhing, I think. The runner is worth having on your starting lineup because you need to score touchdowns early to get on the board, right? You don't want to start well behind, mm-hmm. and she's the best option to to get that. She also saves you a little bit of cash, 
which gets you that little bit closer to getting your your fourth vampire. Um, and you can afford enough thralls for everyone to buy it. So, uh, you know, that, again, Varglass Thrower Runner, not a terrible option as well. You lose one of the throwers for the first game, but hopefully you've won it with a couple of touchdowns and you just buy him for game number two. Yeah, no, that's not a bad idea at all. Let's cut that out of the um, podcast. <laughs> I might just use that. You go I, to like I like it. You go to Gutterball, you get yourself some more cash in another position. Yes. Yeah. I, I think the trickiest bit is when you bounce up to 11s because you can absolutely fit more in. Yes. But it's a little bit more terrifying to balance. Yeah, you're looking at, I mean, you need to include the re-rolls in. Yes. So, and- I mean, it's got the... The Spike magazine has two stock standard 11s rosters in them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number one, two throwers, one runner, one blitzer, eight linemen, four re-rolls, one dedicated fan. So, you're basically getting two throws to every vampire. Mm-hmm. The other option is, all f- they call it all fangs barred. Two throwers, two blitzers, one Vargeist, seven throws, two rerolls, one dedicated fan. I'm not sure I would go either of those way, but it shows, I mean, it, it, that just shows you the variety that you can get. Absolutely. And I think it, it is some really nice, like, trade offs, right? I like the Vargeist over the blitzer. I think the the loss of movement, but the added added strength is just glorious. Armor ten is glorious. Claw and frenzy means everyone else on the pitch is terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's forty k more expensive than a blitzer, who does almost the same thing at one less strength. Um, so you know, there's and you know, I I, I think that that's a legitimate choice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking from the brute fund model alone. You've got to go the Vargeist. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I think the challenge is if you go the Vargeist and you throw vamps in there. So if you went with an elevens team with like five vamps, including the Vargeist, like you don't have a bench. You've got three re rolls. It's. It's a little bit dicier. Yeah. So three three rerolls would be honky dory if they didn't have bloodlust. You would be happy as had Larry with that. But bloodlust, I feel like they're going to be that little bit more hungry, and you're going to want to start to see pros and leaders and things to to help yeah. that. Yeah. No, you definitely want to if you if you're limiting yourself on your rerolls, you need to be able to level up your vamps in such a way that you don't need as many re-rolls. So, and that takes time. Yes. Unless you're at a tournament, you just take the skill pack, you give them whatever the hell you want. It's the best. Happy days. (sighs) Overall, I like them. I am just really excited that they made them interesting again. Yes. That's, That's the best bit. They've got, 
a good mix, enough difference in the positions and cost and stuff that you need to think about building a team, that you've got some different positions to do different things. Not everybody can do everything. Um, so you can start to specialize like this and they've got the same flavor. Yeah, you need more positions. Like you don't want too many, something like Old World Alliance just does my head in because there's so it. many too options. Many. Take it back. But, you know, more positions means more things that you can do and more ways that you can play it, the same team. And it brings back the see, chaos chosen now. You know, you've got Ooh. big guy, um, chaos, like chosen blocker and beastman. Yep. Really. And like, well, they gave a choice of big guys. They get a choice of big guys, but it's still, you got three positions, really. Yep. And, uh, you know, they, especially for a team like that, that doesn't come with any skills on the blockers, they suffer. Yeah. I mean, but, but to that point, lizards do not. No, no, true. Because uh, lizards have a bit more variety. Anyway, but yeah. Um, yeah, no. It's I like it. I, I also, I like the fact that they've kind of, they've also made it a little bit simple by, simple is the wrong word, but they've aligned it to the other Blood Bowl positions, right? That you've got a thrower, a blitzer, a runner, or a catcher kind of deal. Like, It's the easy option and it works. Yeah. And it works so well in this instance. They've tweaked them enough that there's enough difference. I think people will, some people will go, oh, I don't want a strength three vamp at all. Go away. Um, I think some people will look at the Bloodlust 3 Plus and be like, oh, nah, I'm not, not super keen on that. Um, you get a choice. Do you want to play Bash? Do you want to play Dash? Do you want to do a mix? Like, yeah, we will end. absolutely see teams with all Bash and like teams with just the throwers and the runners. Yeah. A blitzer can carry the ball. It's fine. Declare the blitz, run over the ball, over the line. It's happy days. Mm-hmm. Bloody thralls can carry the ball. Like, let the vampires murder things. Yeah, that's what they're good at. Anyway, I like them. No, they do good. I'll be hopefully playing them next week, so I'll have a bit more hands-on experience and can be able to talk about it a bit more. But at this stage, looking at them on paper and obviously looking at the models, I think they're very pretty. Yeah. He looked and he saw that they were good. Yes. (laughs) Here at the end of the lesson. (laughs) Anyway, moving on, shall we? Um we got a couple of things we want to spruik. First of all, we have until the end of the month for the current painting event. Uh, there are pl- there's plenty of time to get involved. There is shit tons of time, and anyone who tells you different is a dareface liar. Like, stop it. Yeah, you can you can do it. Especially because we've got no limits on this one. It's paint a thing, paint anything. How big is that thing? I don't care. No. What is that thing? I don't care either. But we have seven entries so far. Plenty of time for other people to get involved as well. Jump in our Discord. Link is in the show notes. Um, Chuck some pictures in there or just chuck them on the Facebook page because we'll go through them in a future episode and hand out some prizes. All of that is true. What's stopping you? Literally nothing. Stop it. 
Secondly, 2nd of December, contrary to what you might have read elsewhere. Oh, fuck, you fuck one goat. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was obviously when you put the logos on, I think. Yeah, the version control. Anyway, yeah. he's fixed now. He's fixed now. Beautiful. Why so serious too? This is going to be the most exciting sevens tournament that you will ever be in until Why So We do it another one. Uh, but this is happening. 2nd of December, we have 22 players already. We are hoping to double that. So really easily as a tangent here, if those 22 players all brought a friend, we would double that. And not only that, each one of those 22 players who brought a friend would get additional points to one of the, or at least one of the awards that we are giving away. So can I just say, tell your friends, bring them along. I, I don't care. Buy if them a ticket. Sure, it's, <laughs> it's cheap, man. Just, yeah. just, hey, I bought you this thing. Happy birthday. Christmas is coming up. I bought you a, a thing. We're going beforehand because it's on the second. So don't wait. Don't give it to them for Christmas. But beforehand, a bit of a pre-Christmas you know, fluff. It's good. We we have a lot of people excited about this. We are incredibly excited about this, and we have at least one pe- person coming from interstate for it. This is the best. So, why so serious? To get on it, people. It is going to be an awesome, awesome tournament, and we have so much planned. Like I've said before, the sooner you buy your tickets, the more money we get to be able to throw into prizes and and shenanigans for the day yeah if you don't buy your ticket now there is no blackjack and hookers that's all i'm saying yeah do we need blackjack no no cool actually right. forget the blood bowl <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's a whole different party that's about it that's all i've got to say you got anything else i've never have anything to say all right uh give us a follow on facebook spotify podbean twitch um jump in the discord have a chat there's lots of stuff going on there we are always happy for more people to jump on and start talking games that they are interested in uh you know we had a lovely gentleman from is it iowa in the states sure. talking malifaux I know it re rekindled a little bit of a, a light, which was a dangerous thing that I do not need in my life. Yeah, I wouldn't mind another game of Malifaux soon. And yeah, another gentleman jumped in and has organised a Bud Bowl game. I think he played this week, didn't he? He played. He played this week. I think he's playing again next. Yeah. All right, so jump in the Discord and and start chatting. We've got some awesome people in there, and we could use some more because. Yeah, there's also me and Jace in there. And we, we need balance to balance out. that out, yeah. yeah. Um, if you've gotten through this mess of an episode, both halves, and you still feel like we're doing something decent, by all means, uh, feel free, have a look at our Patreon. Uh, you know, there are various tiers starting at the very low level, a couple of bucks a month. Uh, going up to a stupid level, which has stupid people on it, but we love them anyway. Uh, But that money goes towards our prizes and us doing stuff for you guys. All that money goes back into the community somehow. So please help us out where you can. As always, we want to thank uh, 
thoughtless patrons and and our ultimate patrons. That feels weird. Um, Alice Clinton, Jared Kingsley, Yuri, and Brand New has just increased up to the ultimate level. Gertzi. So thank you very much, all of you guys. That is too many names, but thank I'm, you. <laughs> too many people, too many more people start joining on the higher levels, and then half the episode is going to be Patreons. I mean, if, if it helps, I feel like you're. I knew where your intro to the whole Patreon thing was going, right? But there was this whole, oh, if you've got through this, you know, mess of an episode this far, help is available. <laughs> um, <laughs> And not on our Patreon, it's no, somewhere else. <laughs> absolutely. Look yeah. elsewhere for that, people. <clears throat> All right. On that note, thanks for listening. Laters. Gotcha. The